everyone, and thanks for joining us today. I'm Ron Wilson, CEO at InterviewStream and the host of Talent Storm, where we'll chat about everything that meets at the intersection of talent and organizational performance. Today, we're going to talk about recruiting high-performing team members and creating a talent acquisition roadmap in today's remote hiring world. I'm excited to be joined today by two experts in the field of staffing and recruiting, Joey Brodsky and Cassandra King of Blue Wave Resource Partners. Welcome to the Talent Storm podcast. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Well, hey, would you mind, before we get started, giving the listeners a quick overview of Blue Wave as well as your backgrounds? Yeah, Cassandra, you want to take it? Yeah, sure. So Blue Wave here, we are in Orlando, Florida, and we um, primarily recruit for high growth startups, recently funded um, startups here in Orlando and nationally as well. So it's a lot of fun to really see organizations go through that high growth period and be able to support them throughout that. And um, I started here after graduating from UCF, go Knights, and um, never left. So now I'm here managing the recruiting team and really, really enjoy being able to develop, you know, our internal talent as well as help support you know companies that we work with and their teams awesome yeah, that's awesome and i'm our manager of business development here at blue wave so um everything on the client consultation side i get to uh sit and chat with uh great-minded leaders like yourself all the time and uh consult and come up with creative ideas on uh everything changing in the in the talent and recruiting space uh so quickly nowadays Awesome. Well, I know uh, both of you have uh, extensive backgrounds in this area as well as as, uh, personal backgrounds. And before we get started, I wanted to delve into your background, Joey. I hear you're uh, a TikTok performer. (laughs) <laughs> TikTok performer, uh, professional TikToker. I'm putting them out there. You know, uh, it it's fun. I think it's a lighthearted take at some of the professional content we see out there all the time on the LinkedIn's and Twitters and everything. And uh, it's just a blast to, to come up with that and kind of break up the day a bit. <laughs> That's awesome. When we wrap up, we'll have to give uh, listeners uh, the you know, you have to tell them where to go to check out your TikTok. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, right, Cassandra. I could find any of that goodness on you but uh. <laughs> <laughs> no fun TikToks yet but who knows maybe I'll make a feature in one of Joey's one of these days yeah awesome that's great all right well hey appreciate the background and overview and uh, want to jump into the conversation so so Blue Wave focuses on recruiting high-performing team members what's your overall approach Ooh. Recruiting manager? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's definitely always changing, but definitely proactive. So um, always just really, we love, especially here in Orlando, getting to know the community and kind of networking internally. So that way when opportunities do, you know, open up with clients and being able to proactively recruit, I think that's something that um, has always been a big focus on our recruiting strategy. It's less about, you know, oh, we're working on a new job, posting it on a job board and just kind of sitting and waiting for applicants. It's really being able to, you know, utilize those relationships that we do have and, um, you know, maybe someone applies for something and we get to know them for another role or something like that, but just really getting to make sure that we're understanding the community and those dynamics and candidates and what they really want to do and what's going on. It's fun. There's so many cool companies coming to Orlando that are very, very hidden, you know, so unless you're looking and keeping up with what's going on, there's companies that people just don't even know of. So the storytelling aspect too has been you know, pretty big being able to really explain to candidates and tell them what's going on that they might be missing. 
Yeah, even mid-pandemic when we're seeing unemployment rates that are 10, 12, 14%, um, all unemployment is not the same. And I think working in the high-tech space and um, working with a lot of these VC-backed and private equity-owned uh, organizations that are trying to grow really rapidly despite all odds, you know, um, every candidate, probably at least 90% of the candidates we're still finding, recruiting and hiring for our clients are all hunted out. Uh, so like Cassandra said, it's a lot of proactive uh, activity on our behalf. And um, it's really like a lot of credibility building is what I attribute that all to our, our networking, our community, our marketing, our branding, and um, really just the way we actually work through the qualification of our candidates, building those relationships uh, beforehand with top executives or uh, high tech personas and all sorts of different markets that we're consistently getting jobs on and um, showing them that we work with only the coolest and the, the most badass clients. And um, we actually back that up. We're, we're very fortunate to have a really cool client list. So people know when they're looking for a job, they come to blue way first and um, it's like they got the cool stuff to work on. <laughs> So what, what something, you, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just to piggyback on what Joey had said, too. It's something that I really enjoy about Blue Wave and is our client list. You know, a lot of qualification goes in on both ends. And so um, it's a really nice place to be, especially in the recruiting industry, where I'm never talking about an opportunity that I personally am not excited about or, you know, never trying to you know, it gets kind of shady and kind of sell somebody on something that I don't think is genuinely um, exciting. And so our client list has been um the thing that I think sets us apart from a lot of, you know, the industry is pretty saturated, but we've got really cool clients that really set us apart. That's awesome. So, you know, um, obviously we've, uh, since March, uh, everybody's been dealing with this pandemic and, you know, some organizations have completely stopped hiring, you know, some have um, accelerated hiring. And what are you seeing in your, in your client base as far as, you know, the demand for new hires? Lot. Lots of peaks and pits is the way I'm describing it to everyone. So the companies that are doing well, uh, despite all odds right now, are doing massively well. Uh, and the ones that have stalled out have stalled out pretty uh, pretty hardly. Um, so we're slowly starting to see that even out and flatten down a little bit, which is nice. I think um, there was a big waiting or stall period <laughs> for the first couple of months where everyone was just like, freaking out like what do I do like just just stop everything until it like we have some sort of grasp around what's going on um, and now the reality is kind of set in so people are like okay it's going to be like this for a while we're going to be working remotely we're going to be leaning on technology there's going to be a pandemic and face masks for uh, the foreseeable future <laughs> um, that's set in and people are kind of like let's get back to work so we're seeing um, everyone's sort of, sort of picking things back up um, in terms of like the people that were the forerunners there and really had to hit those peaks and get aggressive more than they ever had before because of whatever market or industry or consumer base that they're in. Um, definitely a huge lean towards technology that's intuitive, um, lean towards video interviewing like what you guys are doing and um, just creating different efficiencies internally um, by all sorts of technology. We're doing it uh, all the time because Sandra manages a lot of that for our internal team. So maybe she can speak on that a little better. Yeah, I mean, I think we were lucky, too, to have a lot of the technology already set up and in place. So um, a lot of the support that we were able to do with our clients, too, is helping them get those processes and streamline those processes, you know, remotely now. And so um, on top of just like 
put a hold on it? Are we ready to hire? Are we going to hire? What's going on? Also, people were kind of figuring out like, okay, now we can hire. How the heck do we do this remotely? And so setting up all of that technology. And I think now that everyone is getting comfortable using it, they're seeing a lot of success in it. That's where the hiring is just now continuing to pick up because people are comfortable with the Zoom interviews, you know? So um, getting people just used to that setup if a company wasn't, you know, having that technology already in place is a little bit of a adjustment period. Yeah, sure. we've been very uh, fortunate to be like a very progressive technology fueled uh, staffing agency. And um, I think that's been massive to our uh, benefit, at least through through COVID and the pandemic and everything. Like Cassandra said, we're becoming technology consultants on HR and interviewing and recruitment technology to every single one of our clients on how to like get through this and make it uh, actually effective. You know, <laughs> you meet someone differently when you're only talking on a Zoom call. So there's different supplements you can do with personality assessments or just questions you're asking or the way you can tailor your conversations to identify the same things you would have wanted to identify in like a face-to-face interview and um it's cool i think it's been a net benefit i mean we're seeing speed to hire go down just through like uh, flexibility of schedules through using technology and zoom interviews and um all sorts of things getting after that stall period so it sounds like you're seeing pretty good adoption of technology and, and change in process from a customer perspective. I mean, it took about half a year for most of the people, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like everyone had to do it at some point. There was no big reason to rush into it before the pandemic. So it's kind of like jumping into a, a cold pool, you know, and now <laughs> someone just like ran a car into you and pushed you into it. <laughs> so you had to get in there anyways. Uh, and you know, you learn how to you learn how to swim in it. <laughs> no, and I would imagine obviously there's a Zoom effect, you know, where everybody's yeah. used using Zoom or Teams or Skype or whatever, you know, a live platform that they have. So uh, the adoption within HR is probably improving because of that. Absolutely, <laughs> that's good. So you know, one of the things I want to touch on your approach. One of the things you talked about was networking. You know, and um, in today's world, it, it's little more challenging than ever to network. I mean, how have you guys, uh, you know, adapted that networking strategy in today's, you know, remote virtual world? So I think too, there's so many little things that it does seem like it would be more challenging and it's definitely challenging, but it's just also very different. And so right now, even just on a candidate perspective and they're like, well, how do you build those relationships and get to know people? There are probably 20 million Zoom webinars going on right now on, you know, LinkedIn and stuff. Everyone's doing webinars and different things like that. And those people on there, they're, you know, really great professionals that are just sitting there kind of hoping that someone's going to ask a question in the chat because, you know, they're hoping that someone wants to engage. That's what everyone wants is the engagement there. And so um, just finding out how to, like, do it differently. So comment, engage with those webinars. They're sitting there just waiting. That's a time that those professionals have blocked out just to answer questions and engage with the community. So getting comfortable just doing it in a different way, which um, it's something that we would press even with in-person events and networking events is just kind of coaching candidates and just different professionals on how to get the most out of a networking um, event. Now we're just kind of having to pivot and do that virtually. Um, we're also doing a really cool event, like a drive-in pitch night here in Orlando and so um, just figuring out how to make you know it work now and it's kind of still the same just a little bit out of your comfort zone. Yeah more professionals have more time and more flexibility right now and like Cassandra said like if you're able and willing to like get into some of those virtual environments and fall into the technology and get creative about it like 
it's almost easier to talk to people nowadays. There's a lower barrier between you when you both just kind of have a screen uh, separating your faces. Uh, I don't know. It just is easier for people to communicate that way a lot of the times instead of going to like some daunting convention where there's a thousand other people scurrying around and you feel like the odd man out or anything like that. Um, we've done a lot of things like to be creative on our own. Like if we don't get or find a platform with a networking event or some webinars or anything like we'll just create one for ourselves, <laughs> you know? Uh, you participate in one of our webinars and strategy sessions, and we get to talk to uh, such a cool, broad audience of both the panelists and the participants that are checking some of that stuff out. We've been doing our own podcast. We've been doing our own uh, written content, and um, just it's a matter of creating that opportunity for yourselves if no one's going to give it to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I really love what, how you guys have pivoted, the innovation that you've you know, driven, and the technology lean-in that you all have embraced you know, to differentiate yourselves. It's, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah, it's a, it's a blast doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You know, hey, I'd like to uh, shift a bit. Um, one of the things I, I really enjoy about Blue Wave is the fact that you create a talent acquisition roadmap for your customers. And so I, I'd like to um, help the audience learn a little bit more about what a talent acquisition roadmap is and how uh, companies leverage it. Yeah, well, there's a whole funnel to it. Uh, you know, it's very similar to marketing and sales engagements through that whole talent acquisition roadmap. I mean, you're, you're marketing, you're doing customer uh, candidate acquisition, you're getting people motivated to be uh, applicants to your company to get excited about wanting to work there. And then uh, before you even do that, before you even go into the that qualification and interview and screening processes. And then you're kind of nitpicking and figuring it out while still like engaging and keeping people excited about you. Um, it's cool. And that is one of the most fun parts about my job is helping create uh, that map. And um, I wouldn't say like saying it, uh, calling it a town acquisition roadmap means it's like step by step. That kind of sounds like that, but it's very loose and flexible. Uh, a lot of the times it's recommendations and it's free form and um, it's all about getting more people more interested in your company and then optimizing your qualification process to really identify both the soft and hard skills that you need. Um, obviously, there's a myriad of ways to do that, depending on the jobs you're uh, recruiting for, or the company that you are, and what technology or not that you have. Um, and it's cool to do that on a case-by-case -case basis every single time, and um, it changes as you progress with different things. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, as you're working with high-growth companies, the initial strategy that you put in place, you know, for a one- or two-person firm that's looking to get to 20 versus a 20-person firm looking to get to 50 or 100, I'd imagine, you know, has some subtle, subtle differences. Quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome. I'm sorry. The big part too, I would say, is keeping candidates engaged throughout the interview process. So that engagement piece, and um, there's a million things that go through that I guess could fall through or kind of go wrong throughout the process. Just just because you're getting a high volume of applicants or people who know you, who your company is now, how do you keep them engaged from you know that first interview all the way until the offer? How do you know they're not going to accept a counter offer and things like that? And a lot of that is just communication. So I think with everything kind of getting streamlined in a way and moving quicker, it's more engagement. You're more involved throughout the process, and you know pre-hire um, engagement or pre-start engagement has kind of gone up too in a way where now you have to engage with candidates before they start because how the heck 
heck are they going to get their laptop? You know, like you're figuring out if they're going to come in, kind of getting things set up. And so um, people just, I think companies are starting to pay a little bit more attention to that engagement um, throughout the process and kind of people are more comfortable in their home when they're interviewing. And so just kind of keeping it more of like flow conversation. Um, and that's something that we've seen too with companies, you know, maybe they'll promote an internal referral um, program. And so a lot of that is awesome because there's somebody there, not only do you get that initial referral, um, throughout the interview process, obviously there's some relationship there or some dynamic and it's like a person to lean on throughout the interview process, kind of talk through any hesitations. And so um, whether it's an internal employee, whether it's a recruiter who really gets to know your company and can kind of speak on that, having someone to lean on throughout that process, I think is really important because, um, you know, everyone's in a different position right now. Some people are, you know, not working and actively looking and want to make sure that they're going to find the right home. Maybe they're having to switch industries. We see that a lot in Orlando, especially with hospitality kind of taking a big hit here. Um, or, you know, even it's just scary. I, there's so many different opportunities, but people are nervous. You know, if you have a good job, you're a little nervous of, is this going to be the right fit? Do I want to take that leap and move right now? And so um, you're seeing counter offers and stuff. So I think that engagement will continue to pick up as we you know, develop our strategies. Are you, uh, are you seeing companies leverage technology to facilitate that engagement, you know, beyond just email? Is, is there anything unique that you're seeing out there to, to ensure? We're seeing, some, we're seeing some cool, like, candidate engagement, automation tools and technology and stuff like that. Um, I don't think and I don't hope that we'll ever get to a point where you're not really interacting with a real person. You know, um, I think both on us trying to recruit candidates and companies trying to keep them engaged as they're going through that process. Um, there has to be a humanizing effect to whatever you're trying to achieve. Like we have to show that we're human like, uh, and we're not just someone like blasting you with emails saying you can make this salary at this opportunity. If you take a change right now, you know, it, it's, um, breaking through the screen when we're only like forced to use the screen <laughs> right now, uh, which is kind of interesting. And I think technology can hinder that if you fall too heavily on it. But obviously there's, I think there's a really cool matrix and there's still a lot of room for adoption there. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the human element is absolutely critical. And I think, you know, companies that uh, that take approaches to try to automate that too much using bots, you know, chat bots and things like that, I think are uh, actually creating a competitive disadvantage, you know, yeah. from, uh, from a candidate pool perspective. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm doing my TikToks and funny videos and podcasts and everything like that. I want, I want people to know I'm a real human being sitting behind the screen that they're interacting with online. And um, when I'm hitting them up, because I need something, I want them to know I'm not just some robot or it's not an automated message or anything silly like that, which I think is intrinsically, intrinsically more motivating for someone to correspond with you or um, work with you. Uh, awesome. Love it. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to pick your brains a bit around uh, any other tips or tricks that you may have for recruiters or hiring teams trying to facilitate remote hiring and interviewing in this, uh, you know, pandemic uh, induced world that we're living in. So the one way interviews, I've always been a big fan of those, even, you know, pre COVID with the 
recorded aspect of it. So I think now a lot of companies will see doing the Zoom interviews and things like that. But um, those one-way interviews, we would find a lot of value um, in a different way. It's definitely pivoted. But beforehand, you know, we would love to have candidates answer questions directly from a hiring manager on video, especially if it's a position that they're really going to be utilizing those soft skills and having that personal effect. Maybe if someone's a little off on qualifications, but when you see them answering those questions, you um, something kind of changes. It makes it more than just a resume. So um, I think too, especially if it's a higher volume position or something, um, use, utilizing those because you're able to, sometimes we'll see throughout an interview process, it's just four different people asking, you know, kind of the same questions. And so um, depending, of course, every position is going to be different, but especially if it's a more high volume position, having that one-way interview where you can just share the link and, you know, get to see everyone can kind of see those responses um, will shorten the hiring process significantly um, to help with decision making. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Just, I, go ahead, Joy. Oh, no, just to add to that, I think uh, the same note, like lean on technology as much as you can, but um, be aware of the human element that you're trying to put into that as well. It's like we, we said a moment ago. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the uh, the on-demand interview, you know, especially, you know, Cassandra, as you talked about, there's nothing more annoying as a candidate to walk into, you know, four different interviews and have the same question asked every time. Like, how about let's just answer, ask that question once and everybody can get the answer and then we can jump into more of the substance of what we want to get into in the interview versus kind of the standard questions. Yeah, yeah build people, off of it. <laughs> people thrive on that flexibility, and I think it just it creates a much more um, welcoming and like efficient process for every single person, both the candidate and the hiring managers. <laughs> mm -hmm. Got it. Are Are you seeing any? I mean, do you have any other tips or tricks that uh, you think uh, folks ought to be utilizing today that that maybe they weren't thinking about? You know, a few I, months. Back? I think if you're participating as a candidate um, or applicant going through some of these virtual interviews and stuff like that. Um, I think there's been sort of a casual vibe around it in the past doing Zoom interviews or phone calls or stuff like that. But um, I think a lot of people neglect the professionalism that you still got to upkeep on those sort of things. Um, I would basically move your in-person interview strategy and just place it in the Zoom interview bucket and uh, do that. I mean, it's, it sounds silly, but the horror stories of dirty laundry and empty pizza boxes and um, every, I mean, everyone can be empathetic to a dog barking or a kid running through once in a while, but like, there's got to be a level of professionalism. Don't wear a tank top to your Zoom interview for your VP of sales job and um, pretty intuitive things like that. And uh, we've seen them be neglected too often, I think. <laughs> but if you're a VP of sales in like maybe a, a gym company, I mean, although I guess they start open, so you're probably yeah, not. Match your audience, I guess, is a better yeah. way of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> totally copy and paste even like literally still print out your resume and have it in front of you so you can reference that when you're talking to someone instead of driving and scouting out the parking lot the night before like log on to zoom and make sure your lighting looks good so um, it was really the same thing just you know virtually now oh, that's yeah. great well, hey, is there any other topics you'd like to share about, you know, uh, talent acquisition, recruiting in today's world or anything around uh, Blue Wave with, with our audience? 
Um, I would just continue on the same same note. If you're a recruiter, adopt technology, be creative, and humanize yourself uh, through all of that. That's what's going to set you apart and set your organization apart, help you get uh, better candidates, more engaged candidates, and in turn, hopefully more hires. <laughs> we get that question all the time where people will ask, like, well, how do you feel about AI and, you know, different technology coming out within the staffing industry? I'm like, that is so great because if it's going to help us source, sourcing candidates is and finding those profiles is 25% of what we're doing. It's only half the battle. So if we can make that easier and implement more, you know, human touch and those relationships and things like that, it just gets so much better. So um, leveraging technology to the best of its ability to help you, continue, you know, having more time to be a human and connect with people because I think now hiring and accepting a job is more of an emotional decision than ever before. If you're working from home, you're at home all day, you want to know that you're working for a company that offers flexibility, that you want connect with the people that you're working with because they might be, you know, the only people you really talk to that day. So um, keeping the human element for sure, I cannot stress that enough. Oh, that's awesome. Well, great. Well, that was an awesome conversation. I'd like to thank you both for your time today and the insights that you provided. Um, how can listeners learn more about Blue Wave uh, Resource Partners as well as best connect with YouTube? You can find us on every uh, every recruiter's favorite platform on LinkedIn is probably the best for us. Um, we can put our emails somewhere with you guys, Ron, so people can reach out to us more directly. But uh, bluewaverp.com is our address. We're all over LinkedIn. You can find my TikToks on there uh, or find me on TikTok. <laughs> so we'll make sure to uh, put that info in the, uh, the notes of the podcast as well. So that's awesome. Well, that's a wrap for our conversation with Joey and Cassandra from Blue Wave Resource Partners. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you stream, as well as provide us a rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. If you have any questions or comments for us, please feel free to contact us at talentstorm at interviewstream.com. Thanks again for joining us today. It's all good. Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Ron. Thank you.